Hello and welcome to Super Lady Hero Hour here on Fanversation. As always, we are excited to be here. I am Yael Teagle. I'm joined with the Lady KB. Hello. 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 I mean, so wonderful to be back on this Sunday. Thank you again for joining our show. Before we talk Doom Patrol, let's get into some news because honestly, um, it felt like, I may say this every week, but this week I mean it. It felt like everything happened in the superhero space. There were so many things. So let's kick it off with Wonder Girl. I'm like, dang, y'all. Wonder Girl was coming to the CW, the CW-verse, because it's no longer known as the Arrowverse, is coming. It's in development. It's clearly from Greg Berlanti, obviously. Um, And it's going to be based on the DC characters created by Joelle Jones. So uh, Berlanti is an EP per use, and it will be a one-hour drama that revolves around Yara Flora. So we are going to get the first... Latina uh, 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 superhero on the CW. Yay! Uh, leading Yay. her own show. Not the right. first. Leading her own show. Not the first one. But I mean, the right. first superhero leading. Well, actually, mm, the first superhero woman, I think she might be the first superhero woman. Superhero, not just char- not character on the a CW superhero show, um, but I mean, superhero. Star Girl's friend, Yolanda. Oh, that's right. God, I keep forgetting about Stargirl because it comes out in the summer. And right. I never think about it in like terms of network. But yes, Yolanda, because she's the most interesting character on that show. So here we are. Right. That's but. the only reason I remembered. I was <laughs> so, like, she's the most interesting girl. Um, that's why I was like, yes. wait, wait, wait. But she is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about uh this show. Um, I, you know, she's supposed to be an Amazon, right? Like Wonder Woman. Um, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm so excited. This is, I like the Wonder Woman verse that we got. So like, let's do this. I mean, the only thing that would make this better is if they tied it in with the DCEU, which I'm constantly championing for, but um, constantly seemingly getting shut down until the day that they say they do it. And then I will feel validated. But yes. Oh, it would be great. <laughs> Could I mean, you, it would be I, wonderful. Yeah. It would be really nice to have this tie or have whoever that plays this get to appear in a Wonder Woman movie. Like that'd be. The be so continuity good. of things. So yeah, she is born to an Amazonian warrior and a Brazilian river God. Um, she finds out she's Wonder Girl, much like Wonder Woman, who uh, I, I assume much like Wonder Woman, who clearly does not know her identity for most of her life because that is hidden. And you know how parents are in the CW-verse. They lie about everything. They keep everything hidden. There are tons and tons of secrets with these parents. So I assume this will be the same. Um, and I love- Are they love, alive? Love. Because if it's the CW-verse, <laughs> well, they're definitely not. I don't know. Some are dead, some are hiding secrets. Who knows? Because again, listen, Stargirl's parents are alive, you know? Um, well, one of them at well, least. Um, and now then she we doesn't know. know. Right, right. And two of them, <laughs> technically, we know, because uh, he comes barreling through again, you know, at the end of season one, her her biological father. So look, she has two parents. Um, her mom still lied to her, but she has two parents. I mean, hey. Right. Um, <laughs> so here we are. But I am actually really, really, really thrilled 
um, to know that it's going to be helmed um, by Dalen Rodriguez, who um, has writing credits, I think, on Ugly Betty, which Ugly Betty used to be the show. Loved, loved, loved it. Um, and is currently like showrunner of Queen of the South, has been for mm. the past couple of seasons. Now, I do not, I will publicly say I do not watch Queen of the South. However, my entire family does. They are obsessed with it, like to the point where they're about to riot because they want this new season. I'm like, y'all, but it's COVID, so I don't understand. But they are obsessed with Queen of the South. So that gives me some hope because I have heard nothing but great things about Queen of the South. Um, so I'm like, let me watch Queen of the South and get a little taste of, you know, kind of the showrunner that she is rather <laughs> start there. But yes, thrilled, 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 thrilled. Um, what's up next? Oh, this Justice League. We have a lot of HBO Max news today. HBO Max last HBO week. HBO Max decided, is killing we have, it. We have so much to tell you. Yeah. Justice League trailer. What, what? Um, so we're back to this Justice League, which, you know, as we now know, is a completely new film because I, calling it a Snyder Cut makes no sense when it's 100% an entirely different film. So um, we got a trailer, yay! I Again, I'm gonna reserve all opinions for this. I'm just gonna watch it. Cause I mean like ultimately Snyder Cut, no Snyder Cut, honestly, I wish they would stop calling it the Snyder Cut and just say it's Justice League 2.0 or something like that because it's a entirely new film. But I'm excited to watch it. It's it's another trailer because we've we had a trailer mm -hmm. before, so this is another trailer from them. Um, I'd read somewhere something about multiple endings. Um, That's a bit too much for me. Um, I really just want one ending, considering the fact that we're already redoing this entire film and it's literally costing millions of dollars. So I would prefer that we just have one ending, um, and everybody be okay with it. Um, but. I'll probably be vetoed just like I am when I want them to incorporate the DCEU. So um, it's so confusing what's happening uh, with what I believe is now being referred to as Zack Snyder's Justice League as opposed to the Justice League Snyder cut. Because I still I want 2.0. <laughs> I, I agree. I think 2.0 is good. Um, I think. Just call, just rename it. It's a different movie. I mean, at this point, uh, they have to, right? Because they're out of so much money. Like, I don't know any other way to put it, but it's costing them so much that there's no way that they could have, you know, kind of stood behind the decision to call it the Snyder Cut. They're out of so much money. It's a completely new film. So here we are. Gotta um, call it what it is. But, I mean, look, yes, they are out a lot of money and they've spent a lot. And I think that the way they're making it up is with... Um, the big announcement that we will get to in just a minute um, for HBO Max, but let's keep going with HBO Max news um, because there's a Batman series that's coming to HBO Max. I don't know that I was even aware that they were doing this. To be clear, this is a The Batman series um, and is going to tie into the Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. This is related to Welcome. that. Um, and the showrunner quit. <laughs> so that's what's going yeah. on there. So I, I truly, truly actually did not know that this was happening. Like when I read this news, I was like, wait, there's going to be a series that's tied into Matt Reeves' film? What? 
Um, so the fact that the, the showrunner left was also a huge surprise because I didn't know we were doing this. Um, and yes. he left because of creative differences. And it's funny because they have given it a straight to series order, which I didn't know about. I'm confused about how I didn't know about this because this is actually huge news. Um, but we'll see what's going to happen. I mean, he left. I guess they're looking for currently looking for a new showrunner. Um, you know, I would throw my name in the hat. However, I would be 100% newbie. Um, but HBO Max, if you want to take a chance, I mean, I, I don't know. But um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I can't I can't say anything about it because honestly, I was just so shocked that it's even happening. And I am curious how it's going to tie into Matt Reeves' Batman. But again, that date has been pushed back significantly. So, um, so um, we'll see the Batman, the series in 2023, I guess. Like that's genuinely i'm with you i i saw this headline and i went what the batman series <laughs> what are they who when when did the, anyway because the last we heard was from dc fandom where they showed us the clips that everyone was losing their mind over uh and and that's the last we heard about anything with the batman so okay i, I should say coming. Yeah, I should say I'm not going to complain, though. This is exactly what I want. Like, I, I want the DCEU tie-in. So I'm actually getting all of the things that I want in this regard. Um, I just, the next level for me is let's, like, tie in the CW shows that have already laid the foundation into sure. the DCEU in addition to these new things. But, like, technically, I mean, it's a, you know, a, a holiday gift for me because I, I asked for this, so... Yes, it really, it really is. HBO Max is very much giving you what you're asking for with this and with Peacemaker. Um, so let's talk about the biggest exciting thing to come out of HBO Max this week. I can't, I can't hold it any longer. It should have been the first thing we talked about. <laughs> we started so off excited. with Wonder Girl. It is adjacent. So I know we should have started with this. Guys, if you've missed this announcement somehow, I don't know. Wonder Woman is coming out on Christmas, uh, which is apparently December 25th. So apparently, um, allegedly, December 25th. Allegedly. Um, so Wonder Woman's coming out on HBO Max. Uh, so if you do not live somewhere with a safe movie theater, or um, if you're just being smart and playing it safe, which is what I recommend, do not go to the movie theater. Uh, it's going to be available in your home on December 25th. I'm so excited. And this is where I think HBO Max is going to make up the money that they lost for the Snyder uh, Justice League. Because anyone who had not gotten HBO Max right now, who was like, I'm not paying for this, it's not worth it, is going to get it to watch Wonder Woman on Christmas. And yes, I think there is a like seven day free trial. But once they do that, and then get to check out Doom Patrol, and then check out all these other things, they're going to stay because they're going to be like, well, I also want the Snyder. So, well, I will thought. say this. Um, first off, the only way that you can see movies now is if you rent out the whole theater. So I am sure people will rent out theaters on Christmas Day. I mean, like I had already kind of foreseen that coming in general because, you know, Christmas Day is actually a really big day for movie theaters. So I'm sure there will be a couple of families who are renting out theaters on Christmas Day. However, the majority of us will be watching on HBO Max. The only downside um, for our international viewers is that it's only available in the U.S. on HBO Max. 
So I don't know what that's going to mean in terms of international release of Wonder Woman. But Wonder Woman will be, quite frankly, in my opinion, the only film to come out in 2020. Now, that's not true because we saw a lot of other films come out. And actually, Sonic the Hedgehog is really good and it definitely came out this year. But um, yes, I will say, you know, in terms of like big budget, what we're looking for, superhero films, it's going to be the only one that comes out this year. Um, and I know it was a hard decision. I will say I am a teeny bit disappointed. And this has nothing to do with HBO Max, because obviously we already know that they have a huge deal with uh, Warner Media. That's not it. But I will say, you know, a lot of these bigger budget films that I was hoping to see this year um, that star leads and or people of color um, have been shelved and kind of reduced to VOD. And so that for me is kind of the only issue. Like I think, you know, them putting Milan on Disney plus, I'm like, y'all, like it doesn't, like the optics don't look good. Them putting Soul on Disney plus, like them putting Wonder Woman on HBO max. It's hard because we fight to have these films, you know, be shown in theaters. And I understand it's a pandemic. I get it. Um, but I'm also like, okay, well, if that's the case, y'all could definitely put Black Widow on Disney+, Plus. period. Like, I don't want to hear anything about it. Y'all could put Black Widow on Disney+, Plus because one, no one wants that film. And two, like, I mean, I want to be introduced to kind of, you know, the new Black Widow for sure, but this film, I say it all the time, has come years late, and then to have a white woman lead and you guys are holding it uh, for a theatrical release, I'm like, that just doesn't feel like it's like, all right, y'all, I guess. So um, that's kind of going to be my only complaint. I'm thrilled to see Wonder Woman. It was actually the one film that I was like most excited about this year. So I'm still as excited, you know, but it it has a woman lead. It's directed by a woman and, you know, it's going on HBO Max, which listen, I already have HBO Max. So I'm already like happy about that for me, like personally um, and everyone who does have HBO Max and will get it, but I am still disappointed. And I still will 100% back my statement that you guys should put Black Widow on Disney Plus then because clearly, you know, it is possible. And I don't want to see that film. And I love the I, MCU and I love the MCU films. I don't want to see it, like truly. I agree that they should put Black Widow on, on Disney Plus. I think they should have done it months ago. I think at this point it is set up for failure. I think they're gonna put it out in theaters and it's gonna bomb. I think not because it's bad necessarily. I think no one's gonna go see it. Put it on Disney Plus. And also make it feel like, I mean, even if that's not the case, let's just make it feel like when you're deciding which films go to VOD, that it's an equal opportunity. Because right now, it doesn't look good. Like right now, the ones going to VOD, it's like, all right, y'all. All right. All right. Like, so it looks, the optics don't look great. And so if you're going to do it, I feel like put that on there. And I, again, I love the MCU. So, you know, can't wait for WandaVision. Can't wait for all of it. But also I'm kind of curious. Okay, because actually that brings up a point for me because Kevin Feige has this whole system about when things can be released. And Black Widow was supposed to be released before WandaVision, like in the timeline, in the scheme of everything. Sure. So what is this gonna do story-wise? That's what I'm actually curious about because he should have released it on VOD and then we wouldn't have to worry about that, but now he's not. And so because he does things in chronological orders, I'm like, did they change the ending of WandaVision? Like, do you know what I mean? Like how, how did yeah. that impact WandaVision's storyline? 
So I'm assuming, and this is again, just speculating here, that um, because Black Widow is in the past, right? The movie's taking place in the past, um, that it does not affect anything. I think that they can, um, they can release it after I don't think that's the case vision. though, because that's what happened with Captain Marvel. And there were still things in Captain Marvel, right? that tie into the next films that come. So that's sure. why I'm thinking, and that was still in the past. So that's why I'm like, I mean, he does it strategically for a reason, which means there's right. something in Black Widow that he wanted us to see that's still gonna be key moving forward. And that's what but I'm I curious about. I don't think about. it's gonna be affecting um, WandaVision. I think WandaVision is going to be affecting something um, larger um, and the like, the timelines and everything. And I think that because of the way that they're doing Black Widow, I don't think that it's going to, I think it doesn't matter which one of them comes out first, they're both gonna be fine. Really? That's, that's mm -hmm. interesting, because that's not the case with Captain Marvel and it's literally the exact no, same absolutely. scenario. So that's why I'm like, I don't buy it. Like, I, I definitely think they just changed WandaVision. I think that that's the most readily available. Like whatever we needed to see in, Black Widow, I think they probably took out of WandaVision, if that makes sense. Like, mm -hmm. and they changed that and they were like, okay, well, we're just not gonna reveal that yet. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Cause I mean, again, he had the exact same kind of ploy with, with I mean, you could 100% be right, but I'm like, it doesn't really make sense the way his mind works in the chronological right. sense. And because we've seen this with Captain Marvel being in the past, but still needing those things, I just think he probably said, well, let's just cut this out of one. Like we wouldn't know, right? Like there's no way we would know. I think that he probably was like, well, we're going to have to cut this out and then, right. you know, just kind of fit it in somewhere else, I guess. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but I'm releasing on VOD. Um, All right. We, we're moving on, moving on. We have more headlines we'll to get to. Um, Tell me about this Batman Soul of the Dragon. Yeah, so in animated news, Batman Soul of the Dragon is coming out. There's a new trailer. Check it out. I'm pretty sure it's going to be on the fanversation page, and it might not be right now, but when we end, it will be. So you can check it out um, kind of in the link below. And it is going to hit your digital space homes on January 12th. So um, something to look forward to again in January. So when you're watching WandaVision, which we're thrilled about, you can also watch Batman, Soul of the Dragon um, in the animated features. And, and then you can own it on Blu-ray, like I think like a week or two later. So um, yeah, that is going to be excited. It is dealing with the uh, Elseworlds type storyline. So. Um, shout out to Batman for keeping it moving. The animated, honestly, the animated series and films are like really thriving right now. Um, mm -hmm. Just because I feel like it might be the easiest to make in a pandemic. <laughs> so they're like, yay, you know, we're at home working on this. So they're still thriving and good luck for them. Um, so in what I would call kind of the saddest news of the week for me personally, um, Black Lightning is ending this season. So uh, yeah, came out of left field for me, literally had no clue that this was yeah. going to happen. Um, according to China and McLean, she definitely uh, uploaded a story. It was a surprise to her as well. Um, she said her and the cast found out when we found out that this would be the last season. And so um, I adore the cast tremendously. I really can't wait to see them in more things. Um, for me, I think it is very 
interesting, especially because we just got the news that there's going to be a painkiller right. spinoff. So I'm not sure how this is going to work. I'm not sure if we are going to see, um, you know, still see some of the members of the Pierce family and uh, some of the villains like, um, you know, transition to painkiller. I'm not sure what that's going to look like. China Ann McClain did say in her story, though, that this was always going to be her last season. So she will not be returning in her role. She said that everyone knew prior to them shooting that this was going to be her last season, um, but she just didn't know and she didn't plan on announcing it. But when they found out that they were not getting renewed, um, she felt like it was the best time to announce that she hadn't planned on coming back anyway. And she's not going to be in the full season. So she did confirm that she's only going to be in, uh, she only signed on for like a handful of episodes. So she will not be in every single episode um, this final season. So yeah, this I don't know. This news is devastating. As you said, out of left field, so surprising um, because they announced the, the backdoor pilot for painkiller. They upped grace to a uh, regular, like th this is, the biggest unexpected twist. Um, I thought, you know, those sound like signs that the show is going well and that they're gonna they're excited to keep going. Um, the the fact that she was not planning to be there the whole year is um, or the whole season is um, interesting, and I wonder how much that had to do with it. And like, what you know, can't when when we talk about shows, it's hard. Um, I know as a viewer, there's always the canceled versus concluded um, discussion. And that if a show knows that they're gonna end and they can wrap things up, they can conclude, but were they officially canceled? So it's interesting if this show was canceled or if the decision was to end, you know? Yeah, and that's something that we don't know. And I will say that like, you know, um, watching her, her um, Instagram story, she did say that she loves everyone involved. So she didn't want anyone to think it was because of the network or the production team. She was like, no, she loved everyone. She just had already made a personal choice for herself. She said there was a lot happening and a lot of things that transpired just during this pandemic, which makes sense. Uh, everyone is going through a lot and she's just chosen, like she had already just kind of chosen to step mm -hmm. away from the role, which I mean, totally like totally makes sense. And, you know, China is 100% one of the best people. Her family is extraordinary. They are so kind, such lovely people. So I genuinely wish her the best. Uh, I know she won't be kind of reprising her role, but I am interested to see if anyone else is going to be reprising their role on the painkiller spinoff and also what that's going to look like. And also now I'm curious if the painkiller spinoff will even take place um, like in this timeline or are they just going to like advance it some or what that's going to look like. So, yeah, I mean, it is devastating because the, the Black Lightning family has such a special place in my heart. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, I guess we're going to find out more as the weeks come. Like, I, I don't know. Oh, no. It's honestly, she, it's interesting because I, when the show first started, I had a lot of criticism for her performance specifically, and she has grown so much and like, really, it's so amazing and impressive to watch, um, you know, her character develop and then her as grow as an actress. And so I, I really, that's such a, it's such a bummer. Um, yeah. And the show was like, it was on an upswing and they were like, this is where we're cutting it off. Um, which is weird because usually you cut off when like, if you cut off at the top, I get it. Like you're ending on a high note, but you're ending on an upswing. Like there, there might still be an up. 
little bit. Yeah, I think for me, I would, I mean, again, we're just like lovers of the art, just like you guys are. And we're also just critics like everyone else. So um, we, we can go off on our, all of our tangents, but at the end, I really just would have hoped that there would be just one more season. Do you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. take this season and let it be kind of the, the largest, you know, swing that you can possibly take. And then if you do the fifth season, even if it's a shorter order, and even if it's like 10 episodes, like I would have just preferred, mm -hmm. I think that this news was like, it will end at season five. And then, you know, like you have time to kind of prepare the storylines. I, I feel like, I don't know how long they've had this decision, um, but with her saying that, the cast didn't find out or know until when we found out, which was like what Thursday yeah. or Friday. Um, it kind of seems like maybe the decision was just made. So it's interesting because, you know, it doesn't, in my mind, I envision that it doesn't leave the amount of time that you would hope to kind of adequately prepare for what that looks like, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and so, Listen, I mean, those writers work super hard and I'm just hoping they, you know, um, they just give us what we need. But, you know, like it, it basically is like mid season is when they're doing their backdoor pilot for Painkiller. So I'm just curious to see how it all plays out, like the end, the final season and how this Painkiller, you know, um, I don't think Painkiller got Painkiller did not get a straight to series order. Uh, mm -hmm. They're testing it with the backdoor pilot, which means it could not come to fruition. So that's right. a concern as well. So. Yeah, um, lots of things happening. Uh, let's move along to something, some good news. Um, Deadpool 3 is officially happening. Um, we have writers on board. Um, I'm so stoked. Uh, the writers that we have are from Bob's Burgers, uh, which you, if you don't watch Bob's Burgers, you're probably going, whose weird decision was this? Um, but Bob's Burgers is actually, I'm going to just go on a little rant here, one of the best um, uh, animated comedies, um, adult animated comedies, I guess. It's not as um, vulgar as something like a South Park, uh, and it's not as like, um, you know, risque, I guess, as a family guy. Um, but Bob's Burgers is quality um underrated adult animation. And if you like comedy, um, I think you should check that out because I'm just, the idea of mixing these two, Bob's Burgers and Deadpool, like what a weird, wacky, um, my kind of brand thing. And I'm so stoked because I know there were so many concerns when Deadpool, you know, being Fox property moved into the Disneyverse um, especially with the the odd decision to release uh, Deadpool two as Once Upon a Once Upon a Deadpool, um, which was a PG thirteen version, it really felt like like a forced decision, like prove that you can be not rated R. Um, and so the idea that they're now announcing Deadpool three is happening. Deadpool three is rated R. Deadpool three has amazing people on board. I'm stoked. I'm so stoked. So I don't watch Bob's Burgers. Um, I've seen maybe like three to four episodes. They're hilarious. Um, I just, you know, like, quite frankly, I never watch Fox. Like that's that's really the reality of like what it comes down yeah. to. Um, so because I don't watch Fox, I don't know what time it comes on and then I don't do it. So I, I've seen those episodes on like, I think Hulu is how I actually ended up watching mm -hmm. it. Cause I just have no idea what Fox's slate is normally during the year, except that's a lie. 
because if a Fox publicist is watching this, I need your info because I do watch 911 because I love Angela Bassett. And then I watch 911 Lone Star because, well, I'm a Texan and I watch all things Texan. But um, <laughs> I love Deadpool. And so I know nothing about these writers uh, because I don't watch Bob's Burgers, but I know that I love Deadpool. And so I'm all in. I'm like, yes, you know, two women writing it, absolutely. Deadpool, yes. Um, I saw like some little um, thing roaming around Twitter where they were like, make Blake Lively the villain. And I was like, oh, well, what villain could potentially, you know, like, listen, I'm all ears, I'm open. Like, let's figure out what's gonna happen. So um, yes, I am thrilled that this is happening. Listen, as long as they keep, as, as long as Marvel keeps, um, the same energy, I'll say, that Fox had. I need the same energy, the same tone, the same witty banter, you know, the same violence, and honestly, the same potty language. I need all of it. Like, I just want it to remain intact. And we we know that, like, Marvel tends to kind of keep things, you know, very um, kid-friendly, um, or at least teen-friendly, you know? And I want, I still need Deadpool to be raunchy. That's what, like, that's kind of my biggest concern. I don't want them to switch up the tone in the third one. Is, is really just my biggest concern. But I'm looking forward to it and I hope it goes exceptionally well. I mean, like, let's see, come on. Um, and so that brings us to more Marvel news. Black Panther 2 will begin shooting next July. So that feels like light years away, but to be honest, we're still gonna be in the house then. So is it light years away? Uh, it's not. So um, we will clearly be resting and they will be filming uh, Black Panther 2, of course. We still don't know what's going to happen. Um, I, I still don't feel like it's appropriate to talk about what's going to happen with Chadwick Boseman's character. That's just me personally. I still am like what? grieving this loss. I know that they're going to have a plan. They did say that Letitia Wright will have um, a larger role in this film, and they did also say that they are not going to CGI Chadwick. Um, so that. we do know those two things. Um, but I still is still feels too soon. I mean, his death was so startling. Like I, I, I don't know a single person who was expecting it. Like honestly, when my phone got the alert, I was like, "Who's Chad? Which Chadwick Boseman?" Like I truly was like, "I don't think that they mean this Chadwick mm -hmm. Boseman." Maybe there's like someone you know with his same name somewhere. I don't know. Um, so his death was just so startling, and if I. I know that like even some of my closest friends are still feeling it. It just felt very personable, if that makes sense. Like, I, I don't know, it felt like, I know we don't know him, but it just felt very personal is what I mean. And mm -hmm. so um, I just, I don't even want to talk about where the direction of this film is going, if I'm being honest. I mean, I know it's a movie franchise. I know it's business. I understand that completely. But just for him as a human being, I'm like, I, I can't even think about this. But I'm glad that they're filming again. And I'm, I, um, actually just had the pleasure of interviewing Letitia Wright for a different project. Um, she is one of the kindest people. So I am glad that they're doing that. I have always advocated for Shuri to have a larger role in general. I mean, she is the most brilliant person in the MCU. She has some of the best one-liners. She's quick on her feet. Um, and she's actually my favorite um, MCU character in general, um, just because she just represents so many of the different facets of my life from being a scientist, you know, to being a young black woman, um, kind of striving in every uh, facet of her career. And, you know, I feel like she would be like my little sister. So I appreciate Shuri so much and I'm glad to hear that, but I also am still kind of like, I can't even, like I can't. <laughs> I 
Totally get it. I think that um, they're them confirming that they're not going to CGI Chadwick is is really like that's the news we want. Um, and I think that July uh, 2021 is um, not. This is going to sound weird. Not enough time. Like, oh, we can move on now. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's. I think a good. That's a good amount of time to not be working on it and then start shooting. Um, a year, you know, it's been a year at that point. And, and um, I think that's the right time to start shooting and to see how people are feeling, you know? Um, also, it gives them time to figure out the story they want to do because they've decided not to, rightfully not to CGI him. Yeah, um, please don't do that. I mean, please. Um, yeah, please don't do that. So I'm glad, I'm glad that's uh, happening. But on to other Black Zero superhero news. Um, the CW dropped a Batwoman teaser video. A teaser is exactly that. Uh, I have it is 10 seconds. Here we go. 10 seconds. Can you hear it? I cannot. Oh, but you can see it. Yes. That was it. We're done. Um, that's, that's the most important part of that is just letting us know again when Batwoman will drop. I'm still thrilled for Batwoman. I, I, I mean, I love supporting all things Black and Black women. And I'm thrilled to see her step into this role. And I'm curious to see how, you know, we kind of dive into the story knowing that we've had um, a lead change. That also, I kind of felt like was news that came out of left field when it dropped. I was like, wait, what? Like we not, oh, we switch. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so that was such good news. <laughs> so we're, I, listen, I am glad that we are giving Batwoman the wig that she deserves um, in season two, because I want people to do that. And so, um, yeah, I'm thrilled to see what she does. I mean, honestly, I'm like, y'all drop those episodes. I can't wait to see um, how she gels with the team and, you know, like how it all comes together. So yeah, I just, I mean, that teaser, I didn't funny. see nothing. Um, so give me a trailer. You know, that's what I'm really looking for. Give me the trailer and I can't wait for the trailer for sure. Yeah. But uh, that's I'm it for news. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's time to move along to our uh, discussion of the second season, the first five episodes of Doom Patrol. Uh, as a reminder, we are new to the series. This is our first time watching it. So please be careful. Please do not spoil things in the comments here. Do not tweet spoilers at us. That said, we're only five behind. So we'll be caught up shortly. And then we are open to you tweeting us your thoughts. Um, let's jump into these uh, five episodes. What did you think of these episodes in general? They're all right. Um... The first episode of the season, I actually didn't like at all, if I'm being honest. Um, it took me like a couple of times to watch it, to really watch it, because I was not interested. Um, they get better. So I, you know, of course, stuck with it. Um, and they definitely get better for me. Um, the season two episode, when we introduced Dr. Time, that was really interesting to me. Um, you know, kind of seeing Larry uh, get this 
um, reunion with his family. I don't know, you know, maybe it, I don't know if I am becoming softer in this pandemic. Um, and like, you know, my heart has softened because I definitely shed a tear when Larry got to, you know, reunite with his son. I was like, oh my gosh, did I just actually cry over June Patrol? That's odd. Wow. Um, but yes, I was like, oh, Oh, so touching. Um, so yeah, overall, I liked it. I I think my favorite episode visually is going to be episode three, which is a weird thing to say because it's like 100% about Jack the Ripper. But in that Jack the Ripper universe, I thought that that costuming and that design was phenomenal. Like I, I thought it was actually stunning, um, even though he was having, you know, kind of that weird... Um, Jack kind of introduced us to this this very odd demonic dinner invitation thing. Um, but I just think the butterflies were beautiful. Um, that table setting was beautiful. Like, I just think it looked, you know, aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, set design, y'all do it. Um, but overall, yeah, these episodes are fine. I think, to be quite honest, Doom Patrol always has three million things happening at once, like always. That is going to be consistent. Um, I will say with this season, like again, and I said it at the season finale of one, y'all kind of threw Dorothy in the mix and now we're supposed to care about her. Like it just is kind of like, okay. I mean, like she turns out not to be Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz, although she's always dressed like her. But I still am just like, I don't like, I'm like, I like, she's a kid, but she's 103 y'all like let her live. Like, I mean, like, honestly, like she's, uh, she's 13, but technically 103. So like, can we just like, let her live a little, like, I don't know, I guess I'm just like, is the whole goal to save Dorothy and Niles? Like, and why do we care about Niles again? Because he's actually terrible. Like, I just, I, I don't know. What were um, your thoughts overall? Yeah, so uh, I agree. The first episode was was a rough start. Um, I do care about like what the deal is with Dorothy and her friends. Like I do care about that. That's exciting to me. But um, it like stuff would happen. Like the second episode is a perfect example. I think um, it's stuff would happen, and I'm watching and going like, do they forget that this show is bananas? Like it's so all of a sudden real slow and boring. And then they go into a portal and they are disco uh, rollerblading and then they pull off his brain. And I went, oh, there it is. Um, and that kept happening. <laughs> like the episode would be so like normal and boring. And then something wild and bananas would happen. Um, and I really could do without the normal and boring. Um, so I, I, uh, I think, I think you're right. It's 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 all over the place. <laughs> it's interesting because I think when you say normal, I'm just thinking, I wonder if they got like complaints that it was too muddled, if you know what I mean, and mm -hmm. they needed to kind of find some sort of balance. But it's with this show, if you spend the amount of time that you do in season one making it so far out, you can't really pull back as much as you've done. It's like, it's quite jarring, in fact, because yes. it shifts the tone so much and then you're confused. Like, you're like, wait, am I watching the same show? 
Right, because you've got this whole storyline with Larry and his kids and the funeral. And I'm like, what is all of this? Because it's so- Which it's not boring to me. I like like to see Larry's development, but it is slow. Like I get what you're saying. It was multiple episodes, that whole thing. Um, And then also you have the sex men. Like it's- who who literally arrived out of nowhere. Um, it was, yeah, so, and the demon that they were chasing also was out of nowhere. So like- Oh, you mean the, the Jack the Ripper demon man? No, not of, the Jack the Ripper demon. The, which, the, which demon? The, the sex demon that they were chasing. Oh, right, 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 yeah, the one who gives birth. And you're like, what? Yeah, right, right. Because like, literally she's just of, having an orgasm and all of a sudden it's a demon. Yeah, so, it, yeah. So the, the, it felt like these five episodes were not, um, the pacing was weird. It was not as like um, exciting as uh, I was hoping for. That said, every time something crazy and wild happened, I was there for it. I was so there for it. You were um, like, I miss this, Larry, please. <laughs> yeah, the Larry stuff, I was like, you're old. <laughs> You're old. Your kids are definitely old. Let's move along. Uh, I actually was sad when his son died because they said he was 60. And I was like, that's super young for someone to die, though. Like, yeah, like I was reading the obituary and it was like he passed away at 60. And I was like, that's actually very young, though. Like, I was like, mm, I need to know more about this. I don't know. I was OK with the Larry stuff. But I think and I'm fine with Dorothy's friends. Actually, her friends are probably more interesting because you're just trying to figure out kind of what their end game or their goal is, but really their goal is to set her free. And honestly, she needs to be set free because she's 103. Like I get that she's in a small body, like a a child's body, but I don't understand why, like the chief was being so weird. He's like, Cliff, don't curse around my daughter, but then y'all gonna let her go to this party? I mean, like before it happened and I realized I was like, chief, what? I agree with you. I think it's odd um, that this 103-year-old uh, who is 11, like, where did we come up with that, right? So, she, you know, um, she gets asked. Well, she's, she's 13 now because when he met her, she was 11. And then they spent two years together. And then she t- he took her to Danny for 90 years. So she she's 13 technically right now, even though she does not look 13. Right, but, do but you, I thought you told Rita she was 11. So she stopped growing at 11, but she's technically 13 right now is what they were saying. Age-wise. Right. So that's so that's another question. If she stopped growing at 11, uh then and she's over 100, why does she still why is she behaviorally and mentally still a child? That's my question. I think even though well, she I think that's prison, his fault. I think that's his fault because he won't allow her. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that she just assumes that he has her best interest at heart, but he's literally stifling her growth. And that's what's making me so angry at Chief. I'm like. Yeah, because she then, you know, she she says to him, if you're going to die, what, you know, I, I'm going to have to, I have to learn how to cook. I have to learn how to take care of myself. And I'm like, yeah, maybe yes. you should have about that 50 years ago. Yes, yes, exactly that. Yeah, but instead he's just so wor- like consumed 
by trying to figure out how to live one day longer than her, which also is just an insane concept. Just say you want to live longer than her one day, my guy. But anyway, he's so consumed with his test subjects and like figuring out how to live one day beside her that he literally does nothing for her. And Danny's like, uh, yeah, you need to figure your life out because you're actually a terrible father because he is. I mean, like that's the reality. He's a horrible father. Also, living one day longer than her. I'm sorry if I if I understand any movie I've ever seen correctly. A parent's worst nightmare is burying their own child. Should you right. not live one day less than her? Should that not be the solution? The goal, right? Right. I mean, I'm like, oh my gosh. So I just feel like episode one uh, for me was like a total wash. I mean, I really hate to say it, but it wasn't really that exciting. And we, the entire goal was mostly how do we get them to be, you know, adult size again and not miniature. Um, and well, I, I think that the, the, the only, the only um, takeaways from episode one and I would say episode two is the like background of like the background, the info, the questions that we've had, what was going on with Chief? What was he doing? How did he stay alive this long? Like all of that was what we got out of those episodes. But I still don't, and I will say this, I still do not understand. I don't think they're doing a really good job of talking about this immortality pendant. I don't think that they are like really fleshing that out well at all. So I'm still confused by that. Um, you know, he uses Willoughby in whatever ways he needs to. And Willoughby has been in on this for so long. Okay, fine, whatever. Um, you know, the only person I think to something that is really bothering me is that the only person who wants to know more about what Chief did is Cliff. And I'm like, how are the rest of y'all just okay with this? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you guys are not asking any questions. You don't care. Cliff is literally driving himself insane trying to figure out what's going on. And everyone else is just like, we're cool. And I'm like, what? I No, I totally agree. I also think it's unclear, right? He used um, Rita as a test subject for his immortality. She's still alive. Did it work? <laughs> well, he keeps calling them failed subjects, but I'm like, Rita is alive. She stopped aging. Like, I don't understand his definition of failure, I guess. And maybe they should talk about that because he's still looking for kind of like the perfect storm, the perfect combination to help him. But like, honestly, what would that be? Because each of them still has something like Larry stopped aging too. He's still technically what 35 or 40, however he was when he died in the plane crash, he still stopped aging. I mean, he is also radioactive, but that's something different. It's still like they each have something that works. I mean, so I'm confused. Like what, what right. is your goal? <laughs> like, I also think, I also think that it's uh, it's a better decision for him to do whatever Rita has, right? That gives you, let's say, another 60 years. Yes, the girl is not going to grow, but you can teach her to take care of herself in 60 years. I'm sure you can like make her a functioning human. I mean, I felt so bad for her because you know, she goes to Rita and she's like, I need help. And Rita's like, I can't help you. She's like, no, I need like actual help. I need to learn how to cook. And Rita's like, oh yeah, girl, I got you. And it's like, where is your father? Like, I mean, what, like he, it's like, he doesn't take responsibility for having a child, but he wants to be responsible for the child. And I'm like, what are you doing, sir? So I, I just. Say... No, go ahead. 
Uh oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say I'm over him, so you can go ahead. I wasn't. <laughs> I, I just, uh, I was impressed with uh, how well everyone interacted with her um, and how good they are all with kids. Uh, even like when when Cliff is done being mad um, about how, you know, when he realizes that he shouldn't be taking it out on the girl, he should be taking it out on um, Chief. He's, they're all so good with kids. And I was like very surprised um, because Somebody there has to not like kids. It just doesn't make sense to me that everyone's good with her. Well, I'm surprised that Chief allows them around her. I think that that's more surprising to me because you kept her locked up in this prison for 90 years. And like, now you're letting these people, I mean, like, they're not like, Cliff is the worst. I mean, like, you know, like in terms of, he has not interacted with a child in so long that he's just himself which, you know, isn't a bad thing, but you should probably censor yourself around a child and he just doesn't. And so, you know, whatever she says, he's like, sure, girl, we can do whatever you want to do. And it's like, okay, well, Cliff, I know it's been a long time, but like, maybe you shouldn't let her do that. And he's like, no, nah, it's good. It's just kind of like one of those things where I'm like, I don't understand Chief again, because you spent so much time kind of keeping her locked up in this way. And then all of a sudden, you know, she's around these people and you're like, oh, be free. And it's like, you really want her, I mean, like, what it just it's contradictory because you don't think that these the new doom patrol would be responsible enough i think to care for a child but i did that's actually one of my favorite lines though did happen in the first episode and it's basically where jane tells her you know being a grown-up doesn't give you a pass at being an asshole like she when she was talking about cliff and i was like thank you thank you because that's yeah. true <laughs> Um, so she just, uh, I want to make sure I, there's so many things that I think are not explained. Is Dorothy stopped growing because she was on Danny? Does Danny give you immortal life? No. So I don't know what happens. I don't think Danny does. Uh, because remember we've seen, um, well, I guess I don't know because it's not explained. We've seen like various ages of the Dannysons, but I guess I don't know when they went to Danny. You know what I mean? Like you could have right. gone to Danny at 80. So I can't say, you know, I, right. so I don't know. Because <laughs> it That's seems like if that is the case, which would make sense as to why she stayed, you know, 11 or 13 or whatever in Danny. Um, couldn't Chief... <laughs> Chief and, and her should just go live on Danny. Well, now, you know, now Danny's a car. A tire. A tire. Know. Are they going to grow Unclear. into a car? Unclear. I assume they're going to grow into like a school bus, honestly. That's that like then gets converted. You know, like the, the hippie buses. That's mm -hmm. what I assume is happening. I have no idea. But I will say um, I just need more explanations. And I think that's mostly what I need. I think to your point episode four had a lot happening and we got the sex men um that we didn't know about um that came out of nowhere and it's a whole danny storyline right i think the crux of that episode was really the fact that dorothy found out that she was a prisoner and it kind of changed the tide but dorothy has been restraining herself you know her and her friends um have been restraining themselves pretty well i just like what was the point of the ghost sex? And, um, you know, I, I just am like, yes, where are we going? It, 
the whole thing with Rita discovering, you know, her childhood trauma makes sense. A hundred percent. What was the point of the sex demon, the ghosts, um, the sex men themselves, um, you know, all of that. Well, and the sex, like the sex ghosts or the ghosts that are having sex, maybe they're called both at this point. Um, they also come back in episode five and I'm like, no, really? Why are they still here? <laughs> I don't, I don't right. understand. <laughs> like, she banished the very, demon. I, she banished the demon. Yeah. Why are they still here? I don't get it, but. Uh, we, we can't wrap up these five episodes without talking about the newest character, Ronnie, who shows up um, in Detroit, who is a love interest for Vic. Uh, I really, really like this character. So I will say I am thrilled that they added Ronnie. I mean, I don't like that they have a shared trauma bond and that's why they are, you know, kind of becoming a couple. I wish it were under better circumstances, but I also understand that's truly the nature of the show. Everyone has a trauma bond. And I feel like the good thing is that Cyborg took time to go to Detroit. He took time to manage his emotions. Um, something that I appreciate is that, you know, Cyborg went to Detroit and there were dark skinned black people. I was like, thanks. Because as so often in TV shows, they will put you in one of the blackest cities in the country and um, it will not be reflective as such. So I will say shout out to the writers and the production team for actually doing this. And um, something that I also loved about just seeing this together was that I adored that we are seeing the human body in imperfect ways. Like I, I think that like their love scene was exactly how love scenes should be on screen. I get so tired of seeing love scenes where like people's bodies are perfect. And I'm like, what is this? Like nobody looks like this. Like it's clear that, you know, you guys have put makeup and you're making it seem a certain way. I like that they both just came as their complete and full selves. And that was not from this stereotypical, you know, um, perfect uh, way. And I also like that it was Cyborg who was the shy one. I was like, please, let's spin this. You know, he's like, oh, I don't know if I can truly be vulnerable and let my guard down because I haven't been anyone since I, I transitioned to Cyborg. And I love that she was bold enough to be the first one to show him, um, you know, kind of her scars and for them to be able to bond in that way and share that moment. So I will say I love that. And I especially love that it was two dark-skinned black people because I just yes <laughs> I I really like the introduction of her I think she's a really interesting character um I think it would be cool if to see her interact with other people from the team um but I don't necessarily know that that will happen or that it would be I mean I'm It'd have to be a weird way for it to happen. And she specifically, her whole storyline feels, her aunt's uh, Vic, like it feels very, that's another like normal, not boring, because theirs is much more interesting than Larry's family. Like, oh God, um, you are over Larry's family. I just don't care. I don't care that, whatever. Um, so yeah, I like her. I like her story. I love her ex like keep reminding him like that not everyone had his life and, and yes 
I really love that. She just um, she challenges and, him in all of the best ways. And I think we don't get to see that yeah. a lot of times from the other people within the Doom Patrol. You know, I think um, they rely very heavily on him because, again, he's constantly being reminded that he is technically the only superhero on the team. And I think that he has been internalizing that. But I like that with her, she challenges him to see things outside of the box from a different perspective, but also she allows him the ability to just be who he is. And it doesn't, he doesn't have to be a superhero and she can take care of herself. Like when the mugger came and she beat him up and yeah. was like, listen, and he was like, Oh, Oh. And she was like, yeah, I can take care of myself. Like. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, we got to move along. What uh, are we on a scale of kittens to poop? That's how we, great things here on super lady hero hour is things are either kittens or they're poop or they're anywhere in between um uh, would you like to start or would you like me to start i'm gonna toss it to you tell us how you're feeling what you're rating this week all right i think i'm going with um a sponge uh because <laughs> um because when you i can't think of a great great analogy so i'm just gonna go like this there were some things I really liked and there were some things that I really didn't. And and that's why I give it a sponge is it's not a poop and it's not kittens. It's a sponge. Well, <laughs> I I think of something clever. I'm sorry. Listen, uh, that is okay. We are on the same page. I'm going to give it a spoon, which is normal. That's like literally my go-to if I do not believe that it is a kitten or poop. Um, for all the same reasons that y'all just mentioned. I mean, like, honestly, that first episode, why? Um, you know, the, the interaction with Ronnie and Cyborg, aka Vic, yes. Um, the skating, yes, mostly because I've been, I've been dying to go to the skating rink lately and, like, do an 80s night or a 90s night. So I was, like, living, okay? <laughs> um, and then, you know some other things, I guess. I mean, I enjoyed Larry's fairy, uh, family storyline, but I knew from the beginning that his son, that his son was a snitch. I mean, his son's military. So I just felt like on this show, no, 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 and not the military in reality, but I just felt like the military on this show, you know that the people who are involved have like an ulterior um, motive. Like that's what they've proven over the course of season one and season two. So the moment that I saw his son in uniform, I felt like he would probably flip on his dad. One, he doesn't really consider him his father. I mean, let's like he died a really long time ago. Right. And to be fair, it was because their mom was like, oh no, like you can't come back. So it wasn't because Larry didn't try. It was because their mom was like, yeah, I'm not putting my kids through this. So she purposefully pushed him away, obviously. Um, and he never saw them again. But to that point, I feel like I knew when the sun came because we just have such a fraught history with the military on this show. I am not saying in real life, but in on this show. Um, so I knew he was going to be a snitch, basically. So I was like, ah, well, you know, here we are. Well, if you knew that was coming, uh, what was your WTF moment? I mean, I think that the sex men is probably going to be the craziest moment. Um, I will say another jarring moment in episode, it might be, so I think technically it's two, when we see, when we actually physically see the, the third creature that speaks to her, that's not, you know, the bear, deer, hybrid um, but the other one that's made out of fire and rubber. And, and so when we finally see that, I will say that that friend of, of Dorothy's was like 
jarring. Like when I, I was like, oh, oh, okay. Like I wasn't expecting it to look like that. And I knew it had to be the most ominous one just because we were only hearing the voice and we weren't seeing a physical manifestation. But I will say that that was actually jarring. And then also like when we finally saw it, but also when the head was rolling of the, the circus leader, I was like, oh, okay, well, I was like, dang, Dorothy got some power in her little body because man, I mean, this this man just beheaded and you know. Yeah. So yes, but mostly the sex um, god demons because that man felt the orgasm appeared, gave birth to a baby. And then, you know, Jane punched that baby, well, excuse me, Hammerhead punched that baby back inside of him, um, which was also wild. Um, and I was like, what's happening? Um, and then all of the sexual innuendo and puns, of course, of the sex men that would, which are really like Ghostbusters X-Men. But yes, I, I agree. My WTF moment is a hundred percent. The sex men, um, they came out of nowhere. We, we'd never met them before. We had no idea about this demon thing. All of the whole, the ghosts, it just was out of left field, all of a sudden, all of it. Um, so that was I my have a question. Yeah. I do have a question. I was thinking about this when Cyborg and Ronnie were intimate. I was like, is Cyborg's penis part machine or is it all like, I really, I thought about it because I was like, this is his first time being intimate. And I was like, well, I wonder how much of his, you know, um, I, I, is it part machine? Does that mean it's also like part vibrator, part human? Like, what does that look like? I don't know. But I was curious because I was like, oh, I mean, they did bring it up. Like, oh, this is his first time. And I was thinking, well, yeah, I mean. Have we ever seen uh, his lower body? No. Like, we don't know even what his legs look like, you know? Like, we just know the chest and the head and the arms. And the abs. Right. Of course. Of course. I did notice... As a lover of abs, I did notice that uh, for whatever reason, all of his are metal, which makes me wonder, does he have abs right. or did they just put these on? <laughs> anyway, um, moving along to the- We have questions. Uh, do, you, do you have any predictions you would like to make before we talk about our women of the week? So predictions I would like to make. Yes, Dorothy will rise up. There's going to be a point where all of Dorothy's anger comes out because I think right now she's really holding back. But I, there has to be some point where all of her anger rises out. All of her friends show up at once. And I think they're going to injure, if not kill, Niles. Like Because in some capacity, she has a lot of pent-up frustration with her father. Um, and they are not the best at communicating. And Niles is not really the best at changed behavior. Um, you know, like, that it's clear that he's not. So I think that something like that could happen. What about you? Do you have any predictions for what we will see in the final, you know, episodes of season two? Yeah, I think that um, Dorothy will be the big bad of the season. I think that she will be the one they have to defeat in the end. Um, I think it would be amazing if uh, Mr. Nobody comes out and like takes her under his wing and the big bad is her working with Mr. Nobody because that would be an, a fascinating, you know, tying it all together. Because there is that, you know, there was a very short moment where, um, you know, Cyborg sees that Mr. Nobody isn't really in the painting anymore. Um, mm -hmm. And, and then he flips out. There. Yeah. yeah. He flees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So um, he flips out. With that 
ties in. Comes to, well, he flips out and then Rita's like, no, 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 it's fine. He's still in there. He's still in there. But I don't also, I don't think that she understands either that Cyborg can see things a bit deeper than the human eye. And right. so like, I think she really needed to trust him on that, but instead she was trying to calm him down. And I was like, well, y'all gonna be in here with Mr. Nobody again, but here we are. Okay. Yeah. So getting to the woman performer of the week. So yell, who is your pick and do you have any honorable mentions? So I'm, um, I'm actually picking the actor specifically, um, Abby Monterey, who is um, credited as Abby Shapiro, I believe, um, who plays Dorothy. Um, she also was young Niles uh, when we first meet Red Jack. And I want to say like the, she looks very different in both and her performance, she's not British. Um, and, and she's just killing it to be such uh, you know, with all of these heavy hitters, with all these incredible actors, she's doing an amazing job. And so I, she is my woman performer of the week. Yeah, um, mine is the same. I mean, ironically, we did pick the same this week, even though last week we said, we're gonna, we're, this will probably never happen again. And then look at us. Um, so I feel like Dorothy, you know, hands down, um, holding her own amongst these band of misfits. Um, and also, you know, like Dorothy, much um, like Jane, has all of these different friends and, and other individuals that she's talking to. So just having to navigate, you know, kind of portraying that with also working with these adults, with also still being a child, with also still, I mean, like there are just so many layers to the depths of her performance. So I'm definitely going to go with Dorothy as well. And for character style icon of the week, do you want me to go? Do you want to go? Um, I'll go. So okay. uh, I, we both, <laughs> I chose morally corrupt, uh, specifically the jumpsuit that she wears when they arrive. It's very sparkly and the whole like um, bodice part is a lace-up corset style and I am a sucker for a lace-up corset. So when she gets up on the table and is like, we're gonna have a party, I was like, this outfit is killer. Uh, so that is my style icon of the week. Tell me about yours. Um, same, morally corrupt, but uh, specifically her party attire. Um, I felt like morally corrupt is just kind of an underrated character. I mean, I definitely feel like every time she's on the screen, I want to see more. I mean, she was giving like all sorts of pep talks and great advice. And I was like, girl, be my champion. Yes, like this is what I need. Um, and she does it all while looking fierce. So morally corrupt, it is again. Um, but I love that party attire. I just thought, you know, it's fierce. And then also morally corrupt. I will say this, when they pay for morally corrupt wigs, they know what they're doing, which means it can be done. So yes, morally corrupt. Hair and makeup, flawless, period. We're into it. So yeah. that is the end of this week's show. We are off next week for holidays, but we will return for a final season one episode on December the 6th, same time, same place. But yes, we will chat about all things news and we will also chat about the final episodes of Doom Patrol season two. We made it and we'll also give you kind of a little sneak peek as to what's ahead for season two of Super Lady Hero Hour when we come back after all of the holidays in 2021. So as we leave everyone, yell, where can people find you? What are you up to this week? I know you're doing something crazy on Twitch. Tell us. 
I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. I am uh, also talking SVU uh, every Sunday, actually, before this show. We will be doing an episode next week. Um, there's no new episode, so we're doing a very old episode uh, right here on Fanversation. Also, um, a new episode of Streaming Wars will be out with that hashtag show. And on Twitch, I am playing the classic Home Alone game on Super Nintendo. So far, I have not beat the first level. So please join me uh, Mondays and Wednesdays on Twitch, twitch.tv slash yellteagle. KB, what are you up to this week and where can everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Lady KB, T-H-E-L-A-D-Y-K-A-Y-B, per usual. Um, you can also subscribe to my YouTube through the lens of Lady KB. This week, I am dropping tons of interviews that have happened about a lot of different content. But one thing I'm super excited about is my interviews for Virgin River season two will be dropping this week. Y'all know I love myself some white drama. I do, I love it. It just makes me so happy. It makes my heart smile. And Virgin River has been like the perfect quarantine show. I found it when we first went in in April and what a full circle moment because season two has now dropped and we're still here and I still watched it. And I will just say um, the lead of that show is fantastic. It was one of my favorite interviews of all time. It was so casual and so comfortable when we talked all about what season two has to offer, which drops on Netflix on November 27th. So yes, look for those interviews this week and just look for all interviews. I'm dropping a lot of different interviews this week. That's really the focus of my week, more interviews, more problems. Um, but yes, just joking. I'm just joking. I actually love it. So um, yeah, that's it. And please just do not forget to subscribe to Fanversation so you do not miss an episode of Super Lady Hero Hour or Yell's other show, Chatting About SVU. You do not want to miss that either. And yeah, until next time, thanks for joining us. <laughs>